what's happening what's happening everybody in the building ladies gentlemen babies boys and girls dogs and cats this <laughs> is the ish we talk i am lily everybody knows who i am there's no need for my introduction um but it's always need for this introduction this lady pushes all the bells and whistles um she makes everything uh get past go and collect this 200 without her we would not have this show give a round of applause for the lady that pushes all the bells and whistles lindsay hello everyone how are you doing oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah um check this out you can um check us on apple Podcasts, amazon podcast spotify stitcher youtube facebook instagram twitter and now twitch and if you're on apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review so we can continue to give you the itch that we talk pop 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 now all that is out the way lindsay how's your health how's your wealth how the fuck are you doing i'm well how about yourself i can't complain i can't complain in my uh gospel song voice I can't complain. All my good days. All my bad days. (laughs) Right. Shit. So, um, you good? I'm good. Um, Hopefully, the audience is good. If y'all not, you know, let us know. We ain't no therapists, but we love to talk. But let's get to these topics. Lindsay, where do you want to go first? We have uh, much to talk about. Yeah, yeah, we have a quite a few things. Um, first things first, let's uh, let's let's go ahead and um, send our condolences um, to the family of Jackie O. Um, Jackie O is a um, she's a, a internet personality, and she also was a former wilding out girl, um, longtime girlfriend and mother to his children. Uh, the comedian DC Young Fly. Um, unfortunately, she passed away this week, and she was 33 years old, and they had three small children. So we want to send our condolences to um, her family. You know, keep them lifted in prayer because that's gonna be a rough, rough, yeah. rough situation um, that's ahead of them. So definitely want to um, send that out to them. Um, do you have any thoughts about that? Uh, no, it threw me for a loop. I seen it on Twitter and I was like, what? And I was, and they was talking about plastic surgery. Um, she went to go get a mommy makeover, I guess. Mm -hmm. I guess it was complications with that. And she ended up passing. And I was like, damn, you know, uh, that shit crazy. It took me back to, uh, when Kanye's mama went to get plastic surgery, you know, something simple like that. It's just, you know, you don't think, you know, things can happen that tragic where, you know what I'm saying, somebody can die, like, you know what I'm saying, on the table. And, like, that happens, and it's very unfortunate. Like uh, the, like you said, prayers out to the family, um, prayers out to uh, the children. Uh, DC Young Fly, man, you don't know me, uh, I, uh, but, so, but I will still uh, be wrong for a man if I didn't tell you, man, I, I'm, I'm very sorry for um you having to lose the mother of your children that way sir yeah 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 it is a sad unfortunate situation um 
but yeah, it the first thing I thought of was the whole Kanye situation too. Um just really suck. It really sucks. But um, but like I said, we wanted to send our condolences to the family, you know, keep her lift keep them lifted in prayer. Yeah, all day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so next up. Um let's go ahead and talk about some silly stuff. <laughs> Kind of change the mode there. Yeah, um, let's change this mode. <laughs> so it has been reported <laughs> that at the age of 79, um Robert De Niro is going to be a father again. <laughs> and at the age of 83, Al Pacino is going to be a father again. <laughs> Um, although with the Al Pacino situation, uh, he is asking for a uh, paternity test. <laughs> mm. uh, Al Pacino got the old pride up his ass. That's what did happen. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts about these uh, these men? Um, that's these elder statesmen. <laughs> that are um looking to be fathers again uh hey shout out to you guys you know uh for you to be at the age that y'all are in and um still uh that um uh that have that type of vitality still that you can um that you can have Intercourse, I, I mean, kudos. I I, I hope I, I'm able to do that at y'all age as well. Like real talk. Um, as far as uh, Al's concerned, man, it's might it might be some some issues into that, you know? Because anytime an 83 year old man asks for a paternity test, man, it's some either you uh, either you were uh, fucking with call girls or you knew you would you didn't fuck this bitch. It's it's only two ways around that. It ain't you know what I'm saying. You can't. You can't chop it up no other way than, you know, uh, you messing with cow girls and you trying to make sure you didn't get caught up or somebody didn't cr- cow prodded you and uh, got you in a, a sticky situation. Um, well, the, um, the, the young lady that is saying that she's pregnant by Al Pacino, um, from what I understand, she's a, a movie producer and she has a thing for older men because she's messed with other older men in the industry. One of them being Mick Jagger. So, and I don't even think the chick is 30 yet. Mm, got the moves like Jagger. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So, I was like, she must definitely has daddy issues. Oh, yeah. Or granddaddy issues. Um, If this is, in fact, <laughs> Al Pacino's baby, by the time the baby's 20, he's going to be 103. By the time that baby is 20, he is going to be an uh, icon in heaven. What are we talking about? <laughs> right. I didn't want to say that, but you are more than likely correct. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, they, come on, man. They took the guy called Betty White at 99 years old. Man, Al ain't making right. it to 103. Right. Like, she was like a week or two shy from her hundredth birthday. Come on, man! And just just Jack like up. that, death was like, "Got gotcha, you, bitch!" Right. She was like, Damn, 
Back in St. Olaf, this would have never happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back in St. Olaf, we lived at 200. Man. So, uh, no, nah, but uh, yeah, man, uh, whatever's going on with that, it wouldn't, uh, I don't think it was uh, something that was playing with Robert De Niro. Um, to me, I just think it's all about legacy. Uh, with, uh, with Robert, I just think he's doing this for legacy. He just, uh, he just wants to have that, uh, that kid that uh maybe is a uh, a carried the De Niro name uh and uh and I hate to say it like that because I'm not downplaying any of his other children but like um just like you know I don't think any of his other children are in Hollywood so I don't know if it was one of them things where he's just you know just in case he wants that De Niro name to uh the last long in the industry and that's what you know what I'm saying so he, he he's laying down a legacy uh situation with uh with this uh kid Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, sure. <laughs> I mean, I doubt if either one of them were planned, but um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if either one of their kids are in, are in the business. I think um, I think De Niro has like seven kids. Yeah, and um, Pacino has three, but he didn't become a father until like 2000 2001 like his kids are are not old so yeah hey listen again <laughs> whatever pills y'all taking whatever supplements y'all using hey just be uh just email me man uh <laughs> let me know so i can be prepared to be rocking and and, and, and slanging dick in, in, in my 80s. Oh, man. And I'm talking about slanging enough dick where I'd be like, man, I don't know if that baby's mine. Like, <laughs> man, let's put this into real perspective. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Nigga Al said, wait a minute. Let me get a test. Okay. Man, you can't trust all these bitches. You're like, what, nigga? <laughs> Oh man, this is it's crazy. That is so crazy to me. That at their age, he's like, Mm-mm, nope, you're not gonna get me. This um, got that Scarface dick. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, nigga, this is just, okay, I reloaded. <laughs> this dick. That's what his dick do. <laughs> nigga. <laughs> Nigga, Dick just wake up ready to bust shit open. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, shit is wild, B. Yeah, that's what we're doing out here. We're making kids at the end. Like that's on the bucket list <laughs> to make that's sure right. my dick still works. And to have and to have examples walking out here. My OG had a baby when he was fifty three. And I was like, why would you do that? And he was like, man, I just I just wanted a son. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, okay, whatever. And I thought that was a lot. And and now shit, with Pacino, yeah. I mean, Robert, 79. So, you know, that, but with Pacino's whole situation, I'm like, damn, Pacino just be slanging dick. Yeah, and they said that if this is, in fact, his kid, he would um, be like, one of the oldest parents in the world. He'll be like six, number six or number eight oldest parent. 
So, yeah. But, you know, my mom, um, her dad had her at 56. So. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, he was 56. And then this is the crazy part because back then, you know, it wasn't really no blood test or nothing like that. But uh, my grandma told me <laughs> whole time she was pregnant, all his buddies and stuff like that, like nobody believed that it was his kid. So they would be like, nah, man, that ain't your kid. You too old, you too old, blah, blah, blah. Then when the kid came out looking just like him, that's when everybody was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, because my mama came out looking just like her daddy. So that probably was because of all the naysayers the whole time she was pregnant. So. Oh, yeah, it worked like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit. That's how you, uh, most of the time back in the day. That's how a lot of that shit was, because uh, shit. If you think about it, back in the day, that, that was the norm. You know what I'm saying? Get you a, a, a young, a, a youngin, and just you know what I'm saying. Start dropping kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but but you know, my grandma wasn't. She was younger than him, of course, but she wasn't. She wasn't young, young. She wasn't in her twenties. She wasn't goddamn 56 either. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, she wasn't in her 20. But she was she was young enough to say, yeah, I'm gonna keep this baby because she if she was 50, she'll be like, nigga, what what the fuck we gotta do? Right. <laughs> right. So so yeah. <laughs> right. So are you gonna push me or you want me to just fall? Like that's what yeah. I get. What we call it. Uh, <laughs> it's a flight of stairs right here. And uh, <laughs> I could just I could just say I slipped. <laughs> <laughs> Pour a little water right there. <laughs> Just a little bit now. Don't make me fall for real, goddamn. <laughs> Just enough. Just enough. <laughs> I ain't trying to break nothing. <laughs> We're horrible. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just saying, for real. Hey, you know, back in the day, they was. They was hey, they they get rid of the baby by any means. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, but shout out to them. Hey. You know. I mean, you can't do nothing but salute that. Your shit works. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole <laughs> thing with me. That's the whole thing that I'm sharing. It's like that gives me hope. <laughs> wrinkled old white man could, you know what I'm saying, still be able to bust out babies like that. Um, <laughs> you know, I feel like I should still be able to slang dick. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to drop babies, but I give. I, I, I should be still able to slang dick at that age. Y'all giving me a, a, a new hope. <laughs> right. Keep the hope alive. Man, anything is possible. Right. That is funny. All right. So that's that. Um, we got a whole bunch of silly shit today. Um, let's go ahead and talk about um, Vanderpump Rules. Uh, did you see uh, yes. the part two reunion? Yep. Okay. So what are your thoughts about um, the part two reunion? Part two of the reunion. I feel like they dragging it on, which is getting me. It, it, uh, that's I'm like, see, this is why I don't watch shows like this. Like, quit dragging this shit mm-hmm. on. 
let's just uh, check out this Raquel bitch and see what she got to say. Um, yeah, that's what I'm waiting on, and I was mad that she came out the very end because that's what I'm waiting on. Like the whole the whole episode was just like blah, kind of like a filler. Yeah, and it's like y'all could y'all could have for real for real did this in two parts because I get y'all filmed the whole season. And I get it's a reunion. We do want to touch on stuff that happened in the whole season. However, the majority of us are not here for the whole season. Majority of us probably didn't even watch the whole season. We are here for the mess. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so just get to the mess. You know? So um, I think next week is going to be more um, more entertaining. Because they, yeah. they better let her have it like they let Sandoval have it. You know? Um, but I will say this, like what's going on in real time, um, more than likely, cause our parents got involved. Mm. So more than likely she might not come back next season. Um, cause this is taking a toll on her. She's like in a rehab facility or she was, I don't know if she's still there, but she did go to like some type of rehab facility. Um, yeah, rehab for, for, for reality shows. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily for the reality show, but um, it's for the whole situation. Like, maybe like a wellness camp or something like that. Like, to try to get your mom right, because, you know, she's been attacked. And on top of that, she got a whole lot of death threats. So, I heard that her family is trying to get the FBI involved. Mm. Um, On the other hand, Ariana has been cashing out. She been getting endorsements on top of endorsements. And on top of that, her and the other girl that's on the show, Katie, they're trying to open a sandwich shop and have merch that went along with it. And they've been cashing out with the merch. Um, And she's been, like, doing the rounds. She, she actually was on The View. She was on The View, like, a month or so ago talking about the situation. So, like, this has been a really big deal and they said that she she's probably made like over a million dollars just off of cashing out you know um another thing is that i found out that the way that she found out and the way that she found out was some bullshit so uh, you know, Sandoval has like this cover band, right? Mm-hmm. And the cover band, like, I guess he had his phone in his pocket while he was performing. So somebody, she was at the show. So somebody picked up the phone and handed it to her, you know, to hold on to. Something told her go through the phone. She went through the phone, found a um, screen recording of a FaceTime conversation that Raquel and Sandoval had. This was the same night that Raquel and um, another girl, um, Sheena, the one that she got the restraining order against, They, those two were on Bravo's nightly show, Watch What Happened Live. So after she confronted uh, Sandoval about it, she called Raquel and confronted her over the phone. So Raquel, 
like um, Ariana was like, what's going on or whatever. So Raquel just nonchalantly told her, well, I've been having an affair with Sandoval and Ariana just found out. Like, just like, yeah. So Sheila got mad at her, pissed off. And whatever she did to Raquel is why she got the restraining order. So Raquel saying that she got punched. Sheena said otherwise. But whatever she did to her is why she got the uh, restraining order. So, yeah. So that's how she found out. Ain't that crazy? Yes, she did. She fucking called me and told me you punched her in the fucking face. <laughs> shit is crazy. This shit. It's so crazy. And then on top of that, this is this is the color part about it because they had been done filming season 10 for some months. She finds out, let's say March 2nd or March 1st, she found, finds out. March 2nd, she called the producers. March 3rd, the uh, cameras were back up and rolling. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, whoever made that call made, made the best call ever. So, but, yeah. Well, Lex Luthor, I mean, uh, Sandoval. <laughs> uh, I'm just... I don't know if you know because I don't watch this show. I mean, yeah. anybody else to watch the show, um, please let me know in the comments if you understand what I'm about to say at this moment. Um, Sandoval has, in these past seasons, every time they show clips of him from past seasons, this nigga glow up is really, really real. Like, them beginning seasons you've seen, this nigga, he, he looks like a shady mechanic and he just he every other season he start glowing up to be who the fuck he is now. Mm -hmm. Like so his glow up is real. So I don't I mean it's one of those things where um I hate to say it, but when you in a den full of snakes and you're the the snake with the shiny hat, yeah, you're gonna start fucking everybody. Yeah. 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 And you know, even Somebody on TV that's halfway decent looking like, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get a lot of play. Yeah. He should have just stayed, he should have just been single, I should say. Yep. He should have just been single, you know. Like this whole midlife crisis thing that he's trying to give a story about, like, no. That's not what's going on cuz you've been doing this shit, you know what I mean? Like you've been doing this shit the whole time you've been on the show. You know? So yeah. Should just be single. Yeah, du dudes like Sandoval, it, it, it's no such thing as a midlife crisis. He is, he is like one of every million white men that actually get better looking as they get older. Mm -hmm. That nigga's not having no midlife crisis. Yeah, that nigga just wants his cake and eat it too. That's just what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, but um, it was just like like the timeline and then what's going on in real time. I was just like, ooh, I don't I don't see them coming out of this no time soon. Like, like in their personal life, because like of course we're gonna move on, especially after you know the third part of the reunion is aired. 
you know, we're going to move on. But, yeah, it's going to take a minute. It's going to take a minute for them to move on. I just think, man, in the third one, he they, they probably going to say how much, um, you know, him and Raquel is actually really fucking with each other, fucking with each other on that level. Because it just seems... For them to keep this up this long, man, it's like it's like they revealing like, oh yeah, we secretly went to Switzerland and got married type shit, and mm-hmm. it don't make any sense why they dragging this like it like it is. Yeah, yeah, and then they're saying that it's supposed to be this big reveal, like the last five minutes of the part three, so everybody's like trying to speculate what it is, and then the girl Raquel, she really honestly believed that. Sandoval was going to finally come clean, tell her, and then be with Raquel. And I was like, it's not normally how that works, but, you know, keep hope alive. Yeah, she's probably pregnant. You know, some people have said that. Um, I don't know. A lot of people have been coming down on Lisa Vanderpump saying that she knew, even though she's coming out saying, like, I found out right before everybody else did, so... Um, Vanderpump ain't never been a liar, so I don't think that she would lie about something like this. Hey man, um, they shouldn't be talking this. They, they, man, leave that, leave that grandmama alone, man. <laughs> Hell no, <nah>. leave that <laughs> grandma alone, man. That grandma ain't. That grandma is the only one in that motherfucker who was actually um uh, doing what she's supposed to, and that's just getting to the bag. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we will um, definitely, definitely be talking about the ending, and then probably be done talking about it. Yeah, listen, <laughs> let's send the ball riding to the sunset. It's gonna be crazy if if, if Raquel does have his baby, because you know, because uh, it it's just gonna be one of them things where it's just. She's gonna find out this nigga is just a true piece of shit. You should have just, you know, yeah. just got 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 dick a couple times and then moved the fuck on. Yeah, yeah, dragging it out never works out. Never work. It's, it's never good for anybody. Huh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. <clears throat> Next up is uh okay, so Danae Jackson, who is the strange wife of Derek Jackson, we actually discussed her um first interview um <clears throat> last week. So the first interview, of course, made an impact. Um because we ain't really heard from her, you know, um, outside of the videos here and there that she had posted. And so um, before I move forward with this story, um, did she give you the impression of her being healed from her situation? Uh, No. Okay. She did not give me that impression either. However, um, she feels like she's healed so much so that she is now um, charging people to teach them how to um, benefit from situations similar to hers. 
the prices um, range anywhere from two payments of $500 up to a $500 or $5,000 payment. Um, and she will give you the tools to um, learn how to be lucrative in messed up situations like hers. And still uh, love a nigga that don't love you. And yeah, that too. Because if he were to call and be like, I'm coming home, she's going to be like, well, the door is unlocked. So, um, so yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts behind this? Um, my thoughts behind it is you need to get the right people behind you uh, because you, you are not healed and the right person will tell you you're not healed. Um, and that's not to say you haven't got further than you used to be. Um, because I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying you are not in the right place to feel like you can help someone else in your situation. I, I feel like um, what you're doing is you're you're probably giving them the greatest advice in the world, but you're steadily getting triggered every time they bring some shit up. So, yeah. and I don't want you to snap and all of a sudden start um, start being that motivational speaker that, that uh, be like, it's okay to still love your attacker because it's not. Yeah, because it's not. Um, but I. I, and I and and that's not to downplay any uh any Christians in the world or any church going folks, um, but sometimes you Bible thumpers um do not know um what the fuck y'all be talking about, and um a lot of I, I think a lot of this is from you know the people in our church that's uh giving her praise and giving her this false con uh, confidence. Uh, to think that she's she's all the way healed, but she's not all the way healed. You can no. just tell by the way she she talks about <clears throat> it. Now, I'm not saying she's supposed to disrespect him, but you're not supposed to um, still sit him on a high pedestal after what he has done to you. And you, she still manages to do that. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I, I just I, I don't I, I don't feel like she's gonna like lead a lot of people the wrong way. I just feel like a lot of people are gonna think they paid too much money to hear some shit that they could have. They could have just gave a uh, they drunk uncle a beer and would have told him the same fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I absolutely agree with you. Um, she is far from being healed, and nowhere in the position to be um, trying to charge anybody to walk down the same path she did to healing because you're not done. You're not even in the position to see the light at the end of the tunnel yet. You know, like, I'm going to need you to 1,000% be healed. First off, is the divorce final? Like, let's start there. Like, I don't even think so. Right. Like, I don't, I don't even know if anybody's filed, to be honest. The crazy part is you still stand on telling people that their kids are going to burn in hell for talking about your piece of shit ass husband. You stood on that in that interview. So that lets me know you ain't healed. Yeah. Because you went on a Christian show and you should have apologized for that. Yeah. Whether or not you're religion. Yeah. 
weaponizing religion um, for the benefit of your foolishness that you got going on, that you've been having, having, you know what I'm saying? Like that interview where she was talking about like the basis, because I feel like the way that it sounded to me was that low key, he married her because she had his kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like he wouldn't have he wouldn't have ended up with her, you know, had she not gotten pregnant. Cause she was just part of the team. She just the one that got pregnant. And she you admitted know. to being just a part of the team. Yeah, right, exactly. Exactly. Like I don't think I don't think that I don't I don't think that that would have ever been a situation he would have been like, all right, I'm gonna marry her. Had she not had his kids. So, yeah. The whole situation from the get-go was some foolishness. It never was on solid ground. And now you're trying to teach people your ways. Like you're not, like you're you're not that far removed from the situation. Like, no. I just want, I honestly just want to meet the people who actually think are contemplating giving them her, their money. Like, if they, if they're not, if they haven't already, you know what I mean? You're who not never going to meet those people because those people call people like you and me worldly. <laughs> they don't talk to worldly people. Point, point. But, like, I would li- at least like to see the people that's defending this online being like, yeah. I don't see nothing wrong with it. You know, I don't have the money, but I want to do it. Like I want to, I want to meet those people. I want to see, I want to at least get the link to your Instagram page so I can see what you doing on Instagram. Like some, I need to, I need to get inside and see people's psyche that think that that was appropriate. Like there's no way there's, there's no way I could ever, think about giving somebody my money like that for some foolishness like that you know that's you gotta you got um you got a little bit more um tenacity than the rest of these because she's gonna get a bag and it's gonna be by a bunch of holy rollers i hate to say it like that but it's gonna be with a bunch of holy rollers who have been who have uh Oh, and and I, I'm just only saying this is just my opinion because this um, that's this not true or not. But I think she's gonna get paid by a bunch of holy rollers um, who have let a man or a woman um, dog them out, and they're still dealing with that man and or woman. Yeah. Yeah. It just. I don't care, man. I don't care if you drag me up and down the street. I'm not paying nobody no $5,000 <laughs> to get healing, especially when you ain't been healed. Like, did you go through your own boot camp? Like, she going to tell people a bunch of shit. She going to mention a bunch of uh, Bible verses. Um, and then um, if they uh, call and say, you know what I'm saying, bust that pussy wide open. In the name of Jesus, she gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It ain't for me. 
Yeah, it's a no for me, dog. <clears throat> That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> Shout out to Randy. Okay. Shout out to him. Um. So yeah, that's the update on her. He 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 made yeah, an evil so. genius out of this woman. That's what you call it. <laughs> she doing a um, she's doing a a, a Christian version of uh, Jocelyn Hernandez. She instead of strip club, she said, "I ain't going back to uh, the Colorado broke." I ain't going back to Colorado, bro. Right. 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 She's like, I'm staying right here in my mansion, in my mini mansion. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah. I'm I'm cool. I'm I'm cool. <laughs> but anyway, um next up is uh White Man Can't Jump. The remake came out like a week or two ago, um, exclusive to Hulu, um, starring Jack Harlow and I forgot the guy's name. Let me pull it up. Hold it, please. What is dude's name? It is something. <laughs> it's something, right? It like a, yeah, it's, it's definitely something. <laughs> um, Sinqua Walls. I, I know I messed that up. I know I messed that up. Seen Kwa whatever. Great acting, by the way, uh, Mr. Um, Mr. Um, Walls. Yeah. I wonder if you click on his name on Wikipedia, do they have the pronunciation? They do not. All right. Um, yeah, he played... Uh, if anybody watched um, American Soul on BET, he played um, Don Cornelius. But um, he is, you know, essentially playing Wesley Snipes' character, and um, Jack Harlow is playing Woody Harrelson's character. Although I think they go by different names. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, it is. Uh, yeah, they go by different names. Um, Jack Harlow is Jeremy. And Mr. Walls is uh, Kamal. Um, they also got Vince Staples in it. He did a he did a pretty good job. I like his I like his uh, his acting capabilities. Yeah, Vince is uh, Vince is actually um, pretty dope at just being him, and mm-hmm. that really works. Yes, yes, you're absolutely correct. Um, but yeah, um, other people of course are in it too. Um, Tiana Taylor's in it. Uh, Lance uh, Reddick is in it. Um, Andrew Schultz is in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Andrew Schultz. <laughs> um, and then Jay Alphonse Nicholson. Anybody knows him? He's um, Lil Martyr from P Valley. He's in it as well. Um, yeah, that's the nigga that kept getting knocked out. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. He kept getting, he was such, he was the biggest thug and he kept getting knocked out. Um, but anyway, so, uh, so yeah, so it came out about like a week or two ago. Um, I have, I was a big fan of the original. So I watched it, like I told you beforehand, I watched it a whole lot of times. That was one of the movies that I probably shouldn't have been watching as what, 
a six, seven year old. <laughs> right. But yeah, but I did. And it was really good. Um like I can't I can't imagine how many times I didn't watch that movie. I watched it so much. But um but yeah. The remake, how did you um how did you like the remake? You know what? I, I can't even lie. It this I actually um I actually liked the remake because it was reimagined. Um, they tried to put uh, a little bit of the original movie plot into it, but uh, the characters were vastly different. Yes. Yes. So and and I, I liked I liked it. Um, I liked it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I really did enjoy um, this uh, version of the movie. I'm not. I can't even hold you. Like I, I really did like it. Um, the uh, comedy was uh, good. The uh, the drama in it was good. Um, it would it, it was one of those movies that yeah it was. I don't think it would have did well in the box office, but yeah Hulu yeah it, it's, it's gonna make a killing on Hulu. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I think you might be right. It probably wouldn't have done that great of a job on um in the box office so going to hulu was um probably the best idea you know um but like you i enjoyed it as well um it was definitely reimagined and um but they did pay homage to the original because they they incorporated you know, elements of the original that if you know, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't like a, a straight rip off. Because like you said, these are different characters um, in different situations. You know, money's tight, but it's like, I'm not in dire need. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they were in dire need in the original one. Um, and then they gave, in this one, they gave you a backstory as to why they weren't in the league. Yeah. Because for them to be like very good at what they do, you, you have that question, you know, we didn't really get an answer to that in the original. Nah, they were just good ass street ballers. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just what it was. And then, like, Wesley Snipes' character, like, was like a jack of all trades, you know. And that was just one of his trades was uh, um the the comedic standpoint was more on um, Jack Harlow's character, whereas the original was more on Wesley Snipes' character. Mm-hmm. Uh. And then um, Rosie Perez was more um, prominent in the original. The women in this one wasn't that prominent. No, so. well, and it's kind of it, to even get on that. Like, yeah, Rosie was more um, prominent than uh, Wesley Snipes' wife in the original, but this mm-hmm. one, um, Kamal's wife was way more prominent. And then um, instead of stealing. 
the five thousand dollars from Rosie Perez to begin the uh and getting the basketball tournament, Tiana Taylor actually gave them the money. Right. So you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like little small elements of, uh, of that that I was peeping out. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, and then they uh they didn't uh yeah, but you know, like Rosie Perez character, she had her own storyline. Yeah. And the women had a story, but we didn't really follow like follow the journey of their storyline. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm like her Rosie Perez had more of a prominent staple in the original than either one of their women in this one. Yeah, she was you know? definitely a supporting actor in the in the original. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but both of the women in this one had a story. Both of the women in the original didn't have a story. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, okay, they got robbed. So Wesley Snipes' wife wants to get out of the hood. You know, that was his motivation. And that was just, okay, like, we get it. Let's go, you know. (laughs) (laughs) We get it. Makes sense. Um, But, yeah, like, certain scenes that... uh, stood out that showed you like the scenery of LA they use like the same um areas in some of the scenes like um remember that scene where the dude was like uh I'm gonna go to my car get my other gun come back shoot all y'all all 'all." y'all they use that same basketball court um you know the one scene where um, Woody Harrelson's character was like walking over to the court by itself because Wesley Snipes was already there hustling and that was like that was their hustle for him to come just randomly to the court but he was walking over like a walkway and the walkway was like fenced in and stuff like that yeah yeah. so they did that with both of them in this one so that stood out that's what I'm saying. Like it was like little elements that if you know, you know. You know, like if you've seen White Men Can't Jump once or twice, you ain't gonna really keep it, you know. Um, but one theme that they didn't even really touch on, I mean they did, but they didn't, was the whole basis of the name of the movie, White Men Can't Jump. Right. You know, they didn't even really get I mean, they, they talked about it when they tried to go to that one gym. And when Jack Harlow was basically like, um, in this day and age, people ain't really tripping about white people not playing basketball. Like, y'all know we can't play. So, but I don't think it was necessarily that they knew they could play or not. It was the whole dunking. Yeah. And they didn't even touch on that. Well, it's funny that you said that because I was thinking that too, but then in the tournament, um, they did play the iconic uh, part of um, when Woody Harrison uh, dunked the ball. They had Jack Harlow dunk the ball. Mm-hmm. And then, um, with, uh, with them, uh, the difference was with Wesley, it was an alley-oop that he, uh, that he threw to uh, Woody. And this one, it was just a drop-step pass. 
and he went in there and he you know what I'm saying he went up vertical two hand dunked it same dunk that Woody did and the whole crowd went crazy. And I liked how his homeboy was like, y'all act like white niggas can't jump. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I liked that because I was like, yeah, see, that's how you blend that in. Yeah, like, yeah. I went hype for nothing because that was a mediocre dunk at best. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they was touching it, but they wasn't. Yeah. You know, so. Um, but, you know, overall, I liked it. Everybody's performance was good. I was... I was um, pleasantly surprised on how good Jack Harlow. Like I knew, I heard about him being good with playing basketball, but mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about him and acting. And he was really good with the acting. If I can forget that you're an entertainer while I'm watching the film, that's you're good to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, what did you think of everyone's performance? I thought everybody's performance was good. I'm like you. I was utterly surprised. Um, about Jack Harlow's performance. And then when as much as, as surprised I was, I was like, I should have known, like, I should have known this dude, you know what I'm saying, could could act like this because of his interviews. Like a lot of his interviews, he he um he comes off at, with this um like idiot savant type of swag. Mm-hmm. So I should have known he could know what I'm saying he could do the same thing in a in a, in a uh, role. Yeah. That's how with that 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 always being calm with the trash talk, that shit was mwah. I was mm-hmm. like, damn, it doesn't make any sense for anybody to be that calm and be that ill with trash talking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he definitely did a good job. Um when he, when he did do, I was watching it the other night. When he uh turned around and was like, and dude was like, what you say? He was like, I just assumed that, you know, because you, uh, <laughs> you had like super hearing or something. Like, I, right. I, 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 I just, your ears so motherfucking big. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just assumed, and I, I was right, because you heard that shit. Right. <laughs> that part was so funny, because I was like, I was really looking at the ears like, damn. I wonder if those real or prosthetic because them things is huge. If, if, if one of them, if one thing I will say is, um, with the uh, the comedy in there, it was really realistic of trash talk, it wasn't like overboard, it wasn't like somebody mm-hmm. having a little three minutes or on stage. It was really realistic of what how motherfuckers do just trash talk out of nowhere. The shit shits off a of fly. Um, yeah. Shout out again to uh, Andy Short, uh, Sorts, uh, whatever his last name is. I always fuck his name up. But um, his little time on there, he had some. Andrew? Yeah, Andrew uh, Swartz. Short, uh, no, Schultz. Schultz, Schultz, Andrew Schultz. Yeah. Uh, his little small time on the camera, um, he stole that motherfucker every time. I right. know what I'm saying? I, I, it was like that first scene. Um, when he looked it out, like, and then it, it takes a real confident, um, person to know I'm not going to be racist, but I'm a, I'm a tell a completely racist joke and still let it ride in a motherfucking movie. Cause for him to look at them, uh, them three Mexicans and say, what's up case of dildos. I thought that shit. <laughs> was <a dumbest> <laughs> I said this dude right here, that's a Jew that don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, 
It's some things people say that I write down in my head because oh, I'm like, yeah. I've got to use that. But um, you know what, though? Like, anybody that has been following Andrew Schultz for years, you know, he he goes back years with God Code and everything. I think he yeah. had his own show, too. And then The Brilliant Idiots and then his stand-up. You know, anybody that knows him know he don't give a damn. He like, don't. <laughs> he don't. He really want to bring comedy back to what it was. Yeah. Yeah, like, like it ain't know what I'm saying. A joke is a joke. If it's funny, it's funny. As long as right. I don't go overboard with it and be distasteful, um, I, I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he don't, he don't give a damn. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But yeah, but you're right. Like, soon as I heard his voice, I was like, this motherfucker, because <laughs> he had such a distinctive voice. I was like. Yeah, that's Andrew Schultz all day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, you're right. He was probably like in, what, three scenes? Mm-hmm. And, and, and then he stole right, every scene he was in. Yeah, and when he when he put his foot up on that bench, I was cracked up. <laughs> that's, the, that's the part. He popped <laughs> that shit up like Captain Morgan. <laughs> Did y'all you still... <laughs> Still selling that shit juice? <laughs> <laughs> he turned around and looked and was like, what's up, Casey of Dildos? <laughs> right. And then, wonder, and then wondering why everybody looking at him crazy. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Man. But yeah, so... um it was it was a good watch. I would definitely recommend it. Um, yeah, definitely recommend it. So, um, with that being said, sticking with the theme, our top five. Um, so, our top five is top five movies you wouldn't mind being remade. So, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I can go first. Okay. Top five movies that I wouldn't mind remade. Um, first one, Set It Off. I wouldn't mind seeing a remake to Set It Off. Um, but Set It Off was a classic, but I think if they start doing that, like how they're doing now when they're reimagining uh, certain movies, I think they could reimagine a Set It Off in this timeline that would work. I mean, you you can have your points about it, but yeah, I really think they need to do that. Um, okay. Second one that I think that they need to do, um, and this is just for me. Okay. <laughs> um, just because this was a really uh, dope-ass movie to me when I was a kid. It's, um, oh, shit, uh, Black Belt Jones. I, I, I just feel like um, we exploit a lot of uh, uh, black characters doing Kung Fu and like animation. But in the 70s, that shit was, you know what I'm saying, real. That that was like the talk of the town. Like niggas was whooping the shit out of motherfuckers doing Kung Fu. And so I wouldn't mind a remake of uh, Black Belt Jones. Okay. Um, another one, I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but I think it can be done if they still doing uh reimagining uh things it's new jersey drive 
I thought New Jersey Drive was dope, period. Yeah. So I like too. with what's going on now, especially with, with, with real music being real popular, and um um we seeing now a lot of these uh a lot of these uh, uh young men that are uh rappers or in the entertainment uh industry, um they're they're far from dumb. People be thinking they're dumb because of their music, they're far from dumb and they could be amazing actors. And I think a New Jersey Drive would a remake would be fucking awesome. Uh, shoot. I got two more. Fucking, what, 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 what I, I want remade. I want to say, no, I ain't going to say I want to say. I know this should be remade. It should be remade because a lot of people didn't even understand, didn't think it was good back in the day except me. But Penitentiary. I never you don't remember it. Penitentiary? I never With seen the box it. Boxer Too Sweet? Never seen it. Oh man. Yeah. When you whenever you go uh do your black exploitations, um uh look up Penitentiary. Okay. I think that'd be good. They uh they uh I remember in the early 2000s, they was trying to like remake certain movies that uh, of like uh do you remember the uh, movie Undisputed with Ving mm-hmm. Rhames and Wesley Snipes? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how um penitentiary was okay you know um but i, I think they should re, uh that would be a dope ass remake it'd probably be one that goes straight to like you know hulu or something but it would work um and then south central i think south central should be remade okay um <clears throat> so you know i have another um podcast where we um revisit movies that me and my friend um, Maria may have missed as a kid. And um, anybody wants to check it out, it's called Roomies Review the Movies. And we did do an episode on South Central because she she missed it. And um, there's a lot of elements to that movie that I didn't think about that kind of or weird. Um, it was like, so like remaking it with the whole theme of reimagining may work. Yeah. You know, but, um, there were just certain things with that movie that, because uh, it comes from a book, I want to say. There was just certain things with that movie that, because uh, it was it's a lot of white people behind that movie. I don't know if you knew that, like producers, directors, and then yeah, like, I never, I didn't never think it was a black movie in the first place. Yeah, yeah, and then like when you watch it in today's time, as opposed to when we were kids and loved it, it's like a big, big ass caricature. You know, like everybody's playing the, like this big ass caricature of people instead of like real people. So if you can get like the right people behind it to redo the story, you know, reimagine it, but still have like the theme, you probably could get away with that. Yeah, Especially I think that would be dope. Yeah, I just want to see somebody uh, real powerful 
uh, OG black dude say, do you not see a man in front of you, boo? A man. A man. <laughs> a man. That's a man. I want yeah. five boxes of smokes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and he meant that shit five. Man. Yeah, he meant that he don't get this motherfucker his smokes. So yeah, um. So yeah, so those, those are your five. Those are those are good ones. Those are good ones. Um, I just I I can't get behind the whole set it off one like that one. I love, I love set it off. And I have a uh, I have an honorable mention, but I don't know if um if that would happen. Okay. Well, what's your honorable mention? My honorable mention would be uh uh that that first um Tales from the Crypt movie. Okay. okay. The one where they had like they was carrying around like the blood of Jesus and shit. Demon Knight. I I know I know exactly what you're talking about, but I'm too much of a scaredy cat to see that shit, you know. Uh, man, I yeah, I I think that I that was one of the movies. I mean, that's that would introduce me to like Billy Jane. I thought the thing was amazing in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> you want some of this too, old man? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I. That whole set it off thing. I think what ruins it for me to be behind a remake of Set It Off is because they did the stage play a few years ago, mm. and um, the brat played uh, Cleo. And when I saw a clip of her dying, I was like, "Absolutely not!" And that I think that's what ruined it for me because you know that was a pivotal moment. In that was a pivotal. Queen Latifah had one of the best death scenes yeah. to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Like seriously. Like she got that's when you know that's when you knew that she was going to be an A-list mm-hmm. actress. You know what I'm saying? That's when you know, even though she did good in her one scene in Jungle Fever, you know, like years ago. She did. She was already on Living Single at the time. You know, um, she had she had juice. She had um, the couple of episodes that she did on Fresh Prince, where she played two different characters. You know, she had all that. However, when she played Cleo and set it off, that's when we knew, like, we fucking with a heavyweight right here, straight up. You know, and everybody like. Man, woman, and child. Everybody was affected when Cleo died. You know? And then, to this day, people are making TikToks and skits with that song that played when Cleo died. (laughs) Like, we all know what that song means. Day after day. You know what I'm saying? So, to see that and then see the clip of the brat dying Anybody want to laugh? Go look up the brat as Cleo on YouTube when she dies, because that 
God, it was so horrible. It, it can't be that terrible. It's bad. Like it's so bad that I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" Like, okay, so you know, okay, for one, it's a play, and she gets shot up. So she's like jumping all around, shot, getting shot up. But the car door is open, but it's not that much room on the stage. So while she's like jumping around, getting all shot up, she's closing the door where she's doing it. And I'm like, what the hell? That's <laughs> not this? her fault. It's not room on the stage. Huh? <laughs> it's no room on the stage. That's not her fault. Oh, we could have figured something else out. Cause that I mean, it was like so freaking obvious. Like, God. It was like, what the hell is this? But yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if I think they could remake it, reimagine it, um, and it would be good. I mean, you know, I've seen worse by better, so yeah. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Anything is possible. Yeah, so my top five. <clears throat> yeah, I might get burned at the stake for these. <laughs> but okay. I wouldn't mind. As long as you don't say Michael Max, then we good. No, that's untouchable. We're not gonna. We're not I was about to say that. yeah. As long as you don't say we're that, we're not gonna do that one, <laughs> nigga. You no. better get your hands off me. I was, right. <laughs> right. Get your hand out my pocket, nigga. But no. Um. <clears throat> boys in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> I will agree with you only if um, Ice Cube's son gets to play him. Okay. I'm going to do you with that. Um, But I don't know if I don't know if um, if Junior is that much of a thug to pull it off. He could he, he's, he's been in acting school. Last time I yeah. checked, he'd been going, he'd been in acting school, so okay yeah um okay hold on all right the other one is if you say menace to society i'm logging out Minister society. I can see it. I can see it. But we are, but the reimagining has to be with um some actors that we don't know. Yeah. Like I don't want I don't want them to do it with nobody that we know. Or if they if they do do it with people that we know, like they can't be a listers. Yeah. I, I, only way I could see that happening and, and, and actually being good is if not only do they do that and I know Kane died but um, they would have to have a, um, a certain actors from the original blended in 
Like I could see that they don't have to be the same person. They you know what I'm saying, just blend it in. Cause, cause to reimagine menace to society, you have to really like almost just like white man can't jump. It'd have to be like the concept of it, but in a whole different, you know what I'm saying, dimension. Okay, so going with that, the kid that Kane had, remember mm-hmm. old girl was pregnant. Mm-hmm. We could probably like bring it to current with him and the shit that he was going through because I mean he was growing up fatherless. Yeah. You know. And so and the streets got him. That could be the reimagining right there. Okay. You know. Um, but yeah, yeah, I did I did put that on the list. <laughs> Um, another one is uh strictly business. You remember strictly business? Ooh, yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I think I think we could definitely um bring that current and reimagine that. Um, yeah, with an up and coming beautiful actress like what Holly Berry was at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that would be dope. Um. Carmen Jones. Yeah. Um, okay. They did try to do that like 20 years ago. Yeah. With, um, with Beyonce. Yeah. And, um, Makai Pfeiffer um, didn't land. So if they if they stick closer to Carmen Jones with Dorothy Dandridge and Harry, uh, Harry Belafonte, if they stick closer to that instead of trying to do this hip hopper like they did with Beyonce, I think it would be a good remake. And then my last one is any Martin Scorsese movie, but with black people. So instead of Italians, make them black. So like Casino, Goodfellas, Mm. I can see those being remade, but with black people. You gonna get a whole bunch of backlash if that happens. But that would be dope as hell. I mean, I know that they're based on true. St- I know those two in particular are based on true stories. Um, but uh, yeah. So if they did like say they did like a a a, a version of Goodfellas, but with um with like a. Uh, Bumpy Johnson and, and uh, Frank Lucas and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I, okay, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they but... just they just they just reimagine the whole thing and make it. But they did that with Hoodlum. So basically, you want them to remake Hoodlum? Well, I'm I'm saying any Martin Scorsese film. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, Hoodlum, sure, but. We don't have to limit it to those two in particular. Like it can be any one of them. It could be any one of them. Yeah. Like even uh, even like why why you saying that now that I'm thinking about it, like you say Morgan Scorsese, okay. That I, and I, I agree hundred percent. If if they could remake any of those and put black people in it, I, that would be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But I say they uh remake heat. Mm. With the with same concept you just said. With Idris Elba and 
Who else? I could see Etris. Um, um, I could see a lot of people sleep on, um, um, but I could see Don Cheadle being a, a, a sniper. Ooh. Um, Idris Elba and Don Cheadle. Or Idris Elba and um, um, Terrence Howard. It got to be somebody on the same level as Idris, but Idris is a shoe in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was, you have to think it was, um, it was what? Uh, Pacino, Val Kimmer, and who else? De Niro. De Niro, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Like, it got to be somebody on the same level. So it could be, because um, Val Kimmer wasn't on uh, Al and uh, Robert's uh, pathway. So it could be like um, Idris. Um, I'll give you Terrence. But then I have, I, I have to revive Jonathan Major's career and put him in there. Hmm. Yeah. I think that'd be hella dope. Yeah. Yep. There we go. Somebody need to pay us. Boom. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there it is. You heard it here. I would first. go Don, I would go Don Cheeto over Terrence though. Don I know Cheeto. Terrence can pull it off. Don't get me wrong. Terrence can pull that shit off. Yeah. I, I feel like a, a, a Robert De Niro-ish real sniper killer, Don mm-hmm. Cheeto would uh would, would fit that. Yeah. Because he not only does he have the age, he also has the uh stamina to like whoop a nigga ass on camera. Facts. Facts. Yeah. And did you see that video of Terrence Howard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got me rethinking this whole Lucius Lion. These these niggas is enjoying <laughs> their money too much, man. So anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about, um, Terrence Howard put up a video of him like basically being shooketh of a bug on his ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> so he asked the thug that we thought he was. No, nah, <laughs> hell no. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's just you know. He showed shout out to his acting chops. Just a motherfucking movie, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Shout out to his acting chops because. uh Lucius Lion was just a figment of his imagination. Like, man, <laughs> come on, man, get this motherfucking bug, man. <laughs> I don't fuck with these flying bugs, man. <laughs> oh, oh, god, yeah, all right, but anyway, um, but yeah, so that, that's my top five, okay. Um, so. Next up is the fucked up song of the podcast. And this week, it comes to us by the queen herself, um, Mary J. Blige. And this was on her 1999 album um, called Mary. And it is called Your Child. Uh, So, yeah. So, the lyrics goes as follows. Uh, The intro. It's too bad. It's too bad. It's too bad. It's too bad, baby. But I got to face reality. It's too bad. It's too bad. Too bad, baby. But I got to face reality. 
verse 1. Excuse me. Today you had a visitor, or should I say, an old friend. Well, wait a minute. That's not where it ends, no. Is there something that you want to tell me? Because mm. I'm believing what your friend says about your hidden, hidden secrecies. And girlfriend wasn't disrespectful. In fact, she was 100% sure. And how could I argue with her holding a baby with eyes like yours? She said it's your child. And it really messed me up. How could you deny your own flesh and blood? Gotta face reality. There can never be any more us. Won't deny it's hurting me, yet so precious. Verse 2. She says she never wanted to hurt me. And could I understand she's a, she's afraid and lost. She said a real woman wouldn't do this over the phone. And that you told her about me after the baby was born. And girlfriend wasn't disrespectful. In fact, she's 100% sure. And how could I argue with her holding a baby like eyes, with eyes like yours? She said it's your child. And it really messed me up. How could you deny your own flesh and blood? Gotta face reality. There can never be any more us. Won't deny it's hurting me, yet so precious. And then um, the bridge. Oh, the baby looks just like you. How could you deny your own flesh and blood? Your own child. What kind of man are you? And then um, the pre-chorus and the chorus. Yeah, JoJo fucked this bitch up, man. <laughs> so what are your thoughts about your child? <laughs> uh, I'm, it, it's fucked up because it's for real. Like, um, yeah. that's what, you know what I'm saying? That's what makes it so uh, horrific because not only is it real for Mary, it's real for um, at least 10 people that you know in the city. Um it's a lot of dudes that do that, man. I hate to say it like that, but it's a lot of dudes that do that, you know, that they'll, they'll deny some shit like that, acting like this shit won't ever affect them. Um, this ain't the years to do it. It worked, and you know what I'm saying, in our granny's generation, because, like, um, my grandma was telling me they had, like, a whole other family um, down the street from where they lived in Arkansas that they just never talked about. Yeah. So, but it don't work nowadays. It didn't work in the nineties. You know what I'm saying? Like, motherfuckers wasn't going for that shit. You can't, you can't deny little Derek. And he got come through, and you, you had to be you <laughs> holding the baby with eyes like yours. Nigga, you had to be stressing this bitch the fuck out. <laughs> baby, I'm telling you the truth. Babies don't come out looking like niggas, looking like they daddies unless they, they daddies is stressing the mama the fuck out. Listen, mm. I've seen some niggas that did that that was just, boy, they, they was real, had their baby mamas hella comfortable. And them babies came out looking nothing like them niggas. <laughs> and then was they, that, that was their kid, like 100% theirs. Mm. Now, I know niggas at the same breath. That stressed they baby mamas out. I know a nigga that stole his baby mama car when she was nine months pregnant. <laughs> like this little nigga's son looked just like him. Like he spit him out. Like real wow. shit. 
Wow. So yeah, like you knew you was that girl was telling you all the time, like, hey, you ain't even gotta be with me. You just please be in your kid's life. And he was like, bitch, fuck you. Hanging up like nigga. I told you that baby ain't mine, bitch. I put the Jimmy on extra tight. Click. <laughs> <laughs> and that motherfucker came out <laughs> looking just like you, right. my nigga. Like Dada? <laughs> I just, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm with, I'm with Mary. Like, how could you deny your own flesh and blood? Like, I just, I just don't get that. And then, and then, for me, for, for me, I don't see how you can be labeled as a good father when you're not a father to all your kids. You know what I mean? Like, you're only a good father to the kids in the house? That doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? But it's circumstances into that. Because I agree with you to a point. And because I know dudes that are good dads, like real life. But the, uh, but the kid outside the house don't really know, uh, know him as much as the other kids. And that's because the, of the mother. Like the mother, the, I, I get what you're saying, but in this day and age, there there are ways around a raggedy ass mama. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he's going through it now. He's going through uh, try to get uh, at least uh, joint custody because for a long time, that's what it was. It was just it, it was uh, the uh, the um, his kid was in her custody, um, and so she just was making up when um, when you could see him and when you can't see him. Right. So now that's what he's doing now. So like you said, it is ways around it, but I can see that happening because it depends on, you know, how much money you got and how much um and how long you can go through litigation. It could be a while and people will think you a piece of shit ass uh, daddy that don't take care of it. You know what I'm saying? Your kid when it's just the, it's the mama. But, you know, that's that's nor here nor there. That's not what you're saying. What you're yeah, saying yeah. is it's just piece of shit ass niggas out here that'll be that they'll be a great stepfather. And be pieces of shit to their real kids, and I, I've seen that happen a lot. Yeah, I think I've seen that happen a whole lot, a whole lot. Like, I just that along with like, like I get the whole okay, you got kids in the house and you got kids outside the house. Of course, the kids outside the house is not going to get you like the kids inside the house. But when you're okay with not having no type of relationship with the kids that you that you brought to this world that are outside your house and you're just going on with life but you're like father of the year to the kids that you brought into this world that are inside the house that's not fair yeah you know what i mean that's not fair like like you cannot you cannot be on the list of good dads when you turn your back on kids that are not in the house you know, or not even, or not even that you're a good father to kids inside the house. Just like, like if none of them live with you, you know, and you only fool with a couple of your kids, yeah. you know, so, or you just make up every excuse to be just a basic dad, like just to do the bare minimum. You know, like that's crazy to me. That's crazy. It's, it's a lot of Corey Holcomb ass dudes out here. When I say 
And that shout out to Corey Hogan because I don't mean no disrespect, but I remember Corey Hogan saying, you know, um, that dealing with kids only depend on how your relationship is with their mama. If you don't fuck with their mama, then you don't fuck with them kids, and it just is what it is. And I know, and it's a lot of dudes out here like that. Yeah. Like Corey, right. I, I don't, I'm not saying Corey Holcomb do that, but he did say that, and I've seen that happen. If you if if I can't get along with her, it's shit. It's fuck you too. You know what I'm saying? And and that's how a lot of niggas be thinking. Right, and then they also think um, it depends on the type of relationship that they had with the mom. Like if they was with this, if they was with this mom, and they really love that mom, and that's the mom they got away, and all that type of stuff, you're better to those kids out of that union than you are to the chick that you just had a sexual relationship with and she just ended up pregnant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not fair either. You know, because at the end of the day, you got kids on both sides of town. You need to meet me in the middle or something. Like, like I just don't, I just can't get jiggy with that. Like, that that's not, that's not anything that um, I can stand, I can stand by, you know. Yeah, nobody should stand by that, but we all have shit. I got I, I can't I can't lie. It's homeboys that I love that I know are great to some kids and barely see their other kids. And like when I say barely see them, they have to be told to see that motherfucker. Right. Right. Like it ain't even a pop up and I'm just I just come to pick up my kid, like and then pick him up and drop. It. It's like <laughs> motherfucker had to remind them that they got a kid over here. They like, oh shit. I mean, well. With the little nigga need some shoes or something like they don't fuck with them like that. Right, right, and that's that's insane. Like, like that's that's insane. I can't, I can't get to you with that. Like, yeah, there's something about that. I mean, it throw me off too, and I just be like, damn. Right. I even be talking right. to Jasmine like, if something ever happened and we just like broke up or something, like, just, just you know what I'm saying? Don't don't you know what I'm saying? Don't be that kind with me when it comes to my kid or act, you know what I'm saying? Because let me, if I, even if I'm acting like a piece of shit, man, you got to remind me that that's my kid. I be telling my mama that too. Like, hey, like if something happened, like, nah, if you see me on my off days, man, nah, you tell me I'm tripping. Right, 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 right. And that, and that's cool. You telling people ahead of time, you know, hold me accountable, you know? Yeah, like, let me know, like, let me know, like, hey, nigga, you slipping. Like, mm-hmm. well, I be telling them, like, I be telling like, Mama, if Jasmine got to call you for me to go get my kids, you need to call me immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, please get me back on my shit. I don't even want, I, please. Because I just don't want to be that kind. I don't want to relive, I don't want my kid to live like I lived with my dad. Like, I don't even know my dad. So to this day, I really don't know my father. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want it to be that kind. Right, right. Right. And that's the thing you want. You want better for your kid than what you had. You know what I'm saying? And I just I don't know. I just I see people going down the same path as what they were brought up in. And it's just crazy to me. Like, you know how this feels firsthand. Why would you want that for, you know, for your offspring? But that's how it is. It's generational. You know? Niggas don't be thinking. I know I got a homeboy, man. I ain't gonna, I, you know, shout out to you. I ain't gonna uh, disrespect you or nothing. But um, for a long time, when we was younger, man, he when his when uh, his baby mama put him on child support, he did not see his kid 
for a long time. Like he was bitter over that. He was bitter over yeah. being on child support. And every time she would call him for something, she she he always would tell her like shit. That's what that check there for. Like he was just mad that she, you know what I'm saying, that she put him on child support. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm I mean, we were I can't justify that, but the only thing I can say is we was young and we always in that generation of, hey man, don't because my mama never put my dad on child support because she was like, nah, um, I'm not gonna force you to do anything. Either you gonna you wanna be with your kids or you don't wanna be with your kids. I just she didn't want to put the government to make him do something, nigga. You want to do that shit because them is your fucking kids. If you don't want to do it, nigga, they just going to be over here struggling. So if them nigga, if he actually became a football player like he wanted to, nigga, you know you ain't jumping on that podium because he's big enough to knock your ass out. Like, that's, that's the mentality my mama had. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, when we, would, you know what I'm saying? when we was growing up and watching, you know what I'm saying, motherfuckers get put on child support, like, Shit, he he was like, man, but like I said, we were young, and you know, as he got older, he not like he's him and his uh him and his daughter got a real good relationship. But mm. yeah, when they when he, he was like, nah, he was like, that's when he was getting that check. Well, I'll never forget that nigga. He was working for some cleaner job. He was like, man, I gotta work at the cleaners to pay this bitch. I don't, I don't, nigga, I don't put my own clothes in the cleaners. Like he was mad about that shit. <laughs> Damn. But he had to get yeah. a job because they put him on child support. Right. Right. But you know, you know, um, some people, some people you do have to do that to like as a, but I mean, it's all like situational. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I can't talk. I ain't never put nobody on child support, but, um, if, if you're, if you're just adamant about not helping out and stuff like that, then it is what it is. Yeah. You got to get them white folks in your business. And that's my thing. I feel like you shouldn't, you shouldn't get thrown on child support. As I got older, like when I was, when I was younger, I was like, nigga, child support is bullshit. Fuck that shit. These bitches ain't strong enough, but I'm older and I'm wiser now. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like um, a woman shouldn't hound you to take care of your kids. Right. Um, if you're not taking care of your kids like that and she know that she can get an extra backing from the government, then why not? That's kind of your fault. That's not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's that's nobody else's fault but yours. Exactly. Because if you really think about it, um, a woman, a, a, a woman to struggle. I'm talking about struggle, 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 and not ask the man for nothing. So she's only doing you like that because you're not seeing them, period. Because if she struggled, and didn't put you on child support, but when you were there all the time, because that's what a lot of us, when we're young or when we just dumb and we ain't matured yet, a lot of us men don't understand that it ain't about the money, it's about the time that you're losing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so Glenn, Glenn's in the chat. He says FTK. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Fuck them kids. Oh, okay, got you. If I had to think about it, it's Glenn. <laughs> Fuck the kids. <laughs> Shout out to Glenn. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, yeah, and my thing is, is that, and then what kills me um, is that people, like, think that just because you don't put somebody on child support that you're better than the person that chose to put them on child support like it ain't no 
ain't no better or worse. It just is what it is. If you chose, if you choose not to go that route, then fine. If you choose to, then fine. Like somebody shouldn't be shamed because they no. chose to get the white folks in their business. Nah. You Only know? way you should be shamed for being put on child support is if that man is legitimately really, really strong in, in that baby's life. Yeah. Like if if he's been helping you out and stuff like that, then I don't see the need to go that route. And sometimes those people that go that route when they don't really need to get screwed in the end anyway. Because they oh, end yeah, up getting less money, you know. But um, but the the women that kill me, I didn't put nobody on child support. I didn't do okay. What you want a cookie for that? Like, why are you why are you saying that to shame the one that did put their baby daddy on child support? Like, right. So that's where the feud comes to when you have multiple baby uh mamas. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to have that baby mama that ain't going to put you on child support. Then you're going to have that baby mama that is going to put you on child support. And that's where the feuding starts. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Because then, of course, he's going to put the one that didn't put him on child support on a higher pedestal. Yep. So, um, But that just, it kills me. Because, I mean, we know we know people that, you know, brag about not putting their baby dating on child support. And it's just like, okay, that's you want a cookie? Like, you chose not to go down that route. Fine. But don't shame the people that chose to go down that route. It's it's a personal preference, you know? If you don't if you don't want to do it, cool. If you do want to do it, cool. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, my mom, it's a personal choice. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a personal choice. Like, my mom, she didn't, like, okay, so my parents were married. So, in the divorce is when the child support came up. Mm. Yeah, but um, yeah, but being married and then acting like you're married is two totally different things. Yeah, (laughs) but yeah, but yeah, but technically, since they were technically married, it didn't come up until the divorce, and divorce didn't happen until I was 15. So, so yeah, so she practically didn't. She practically had the extreme bare minimum help. Even after, because like it took years for her to get a check. Mm-hmm. Even though they were collecting, so it's a weird. Just for is weird, you know. So yeah, that's why yeah. I just as anybody, any man is listening to me right now. And if you're if, if you're an ins and outs with your baby mama, and you don't know if it's gonna last or not, or any of that. I hate to say it like that, but just safeguard yourself. Um, uh, if you don't want them, uh, the government in your business like that, man, uh, uh, write it out, get it, uh, get it put on paper. Um, make sure you get that uh, shit notarized, and um, come up with a plan that, know what I'm saying, to financially help her. I know that niggas be acting funny when uh, when when motherfuckers be saying that, like I ain't gonna get that bitch a dime. Nah, like, bro. Say, hey, I'm going to give you this amount of month. Boom, boom. Let's go get this notarized. Let's go get this signed by a lawyer. So, I mean, just save yourself putting mm-hmm. them people in your business. Right. If you know that's the type of baby mama you have. Right. If you if you know you don't have that type of baby mama and you know you know what I'm saying, y'all, y'all about to split, y'all ain't fucking with each other, just spend all the time you can with your kid, man. 
that that'll keep her from you know what I'm saying I ain't gonna say all but nine times out of ten that'll keep a woman from putting them people in your business is you always taking your kid mm-hmm. yeah 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 I mean you it's definitely a chess game especially when you're not on good terms yeah but, um, yeah it's one of them things I, and I learned this from TK Kirkland and TK Kirkland said he learned this shit from Andre 3000. If you in a situation where you don't know what's going on with your baby mom, you don't know if you're going to be with her. That could, She could be your girlfriend, your wife, whatever. You don't know if you want to be with her. Um, you know, she's stressing you out. Um, you got to figure out uh, what type of pain you want. Cause it's going to, it's going to be a pain if you stay and it's going to be a pain. If you leave, you got to realize what type of pain you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. I'm not mad at that at all. Yeah. All right. Well, that was um <laughs> the fucked up song of the week. Mary J. Blige, your child. <laughs> so um yeah, I don't have any um final thoughts. So Jerry's final thoughts, take it away. You know what? I think I said it earlier and I didn't even try to. Even thinking about that, right. get on that full ass left. Um, right, right. Uh, shoot. And girlfriend, <laughs> disrespectful. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, as we come to the conclusion of this show, you know, I always try to give y'all words of wisdom, uh, words of encouragement. And I'm gonna continue to do that, and um, you know we've uh, we've seen uh, through this episode we've we've uh, heard about a young mother passing and a horrific uh, tragedy, um, and then we also um, heard about a bunch of uh, white people just basically uh, being as niggerish as possible. Um, through all that, we have uh, we have watched our legends create. Um, beautiful uh offspring um we have seen something rebranded and been and and actually worked and um we've uh we read a song of uh, uh a man denying his own kid it's so many paths we can go through people we can we can uh, like this show we can make so many lefts but we can also make so many rights so uh, just be mindful of your decisions. And when you make your decisions, make your decisions um, to uh, make sure that it not only affects you, but it affects the world around you. And as always, take care of yourself and others. Well, thank you for that. And this was episode 82 of The Ish We Talk. And we will see you guys for episode 83. Shout out to them big dick old niggas. Put it down. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Still, keep hope alive, guys. Yeah. All right. <laughs>